Hey, welcome to the Financial Independence Podcast, the podcast where I get inside the brains of some of the best and brightest in the personal finance space to find out how they achieved financial independence. Before I introduce my guest today, I just want to thank everyone who left a iTunes review. There's been a lot that have popped up over the last month or so, and uh, I really appreciate the feedback. So uh, thanks for doing that. And I'm also excited to announce that we're going to be releasing two episodes of the Financial Independence Podcast per month uh, for the rest of the year. So look out for some new episodes coming your way soon. On today's show, I'm excited to introduce Joshua Dorkin from BiggerPockets.com. Joshua is the CEO and founder of BiggerPockets. And if uh, you're a real estate investor, you know what BiggerPockets is. But if you're not, it's uh, the go-to place on the internet for anything real estate investing related. Um, They have a podcast that's, you know, top in iTunes. They have a blog. They've got uh, calculators. They've got their own publishing house so that they release all these great books for real estate investing. They have uh, just a ton of stuff going on over there. It's uh, it's an incredible community with a very active forum, and uh, it is pretty much the go-to place for real estate online. So um, I'm excited to get Joshua on the show, not really to talk about real estate investing, but to talk about how you build a business that like he's built. Um, you know, entrepreneurship is something that uh, a lot of people in the audience are, are wanting to pursue, and it seems like. Joshua did it right. He he built up something incredible slowly over time, uh, and now it is what it is today, which is an, an impressive business. I know he has lots of employees, um, and he, I know he's helping hundreds of thousands of people uh, with real estate investing in a non-sleazy way. So it's an incredible thing that he's done, and I'm excited to ask him how he did it. So without further delay, Joshua, thanks a lot for being here. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Brandon. Yeah, so um, I'm excited to talk to you about a, a few things. Definitely the real estate, obviously, and uh, also entrepreneurship, because what what you've done with Bigger Pockets is just incredible. So I can't wait to hear about that story. But uh, before we dive in, I got to give a shout out to Mrs. 1500 from 1500days.com. Uh, she's the one that put this together. Uh, every time I see her, she's like, "You gotta, you gotta interview Josh from Bigger Pockets," and I'm sure she's been hounding you as well um, <laughs> to oh, yeah. get on the show. So, uh, uh, so yeah, thanks to Mrs. Fifteen Hundred, and uh, yeah, thanks for you uh, to yeah, thanks for taking the time because I know you're a busy man. So, uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure. It'll it'll be interesting doing a show with somebody named Brandon whose <laughs> whose balls I'm not busting. So, you know. I know. Well, yeah, you, you can. That's fine. But uh, yeah, Brandon Turner. I, yeah, how how did you get how did you two get linked up anyway? That's uh that's a question that I'm sure a lot of people in the bigger pockets listening uh who are, who are listening would want to know. Sure. Well, we uh you know, I'm sure we'll get into it a little later, but you know, I I had run bigger pockets for I think it was uh 7 or 8 years uh as kind of the soloist and and again, I'm sure you'll ask about that afterwards. And uh the time came to to bring somebody on board. Um, and Brandon was, uh, he was a long time bigger pocket, super fan. He had found the site when he was looking to get going in real estate investing. Um, he started to build a portfolio as a result of being a part of the community. And, um, he was one of our blog writers. And, and when the time came to actually hire somebody to be my community manager, my first non-technical hire, um, you know, he and I had become friends and, and, uh, it just, you know, it was one of these like, hey, you know, I, I think it's time to hire, you know, trying to find somebody. Is that something, you know, would you possibly be interested? And, you know, we literally dated for like three months and like kind of threw it around, spent hours and hours kind of talking about it. And it just seemed like a good fit. We liked each other. And uh, 
So I, I ended up hiring him and, and the podcast, you know, when I, we decided to do the podcast, it was, it just made sense. I mean, we, we were good together. You know, we, we, uh, we have a, a, a pretty good friendly banter and we were both excited about the idea of, of, uh, putting together a show. And, and so we just said, what the hell, let's just do it. And That's awesome. Yeah. You guys, uh, whenever I listen to the bigger pockets podcast, I, it always makes me want to have a co-host, uh, cause I'm always it's here. Fine. I'm always here on my own and you guys are yeah, busting each other's balls and having a good time. And, uh, yeah, it definitely shows that you're, you're friends probably before co-hosts. Definitely. Oh, so. for sure. For sure. Um, so yeah, we skipped way ahead there, but I just was uh, curious, but, uh, so yeah, for people in my audience that may not, you know, know your story. Where, how did how did this all come about? How did Bigger Pockets come about? And what's you know, like your personal background a bit? Well, when I was born, my mom liked to um, <laughs> no. Uh, I, <laughs> I yeah, my parents were entrepreneurs. I I grew up in in a household around entrepreneurship. I mean, they they didn't preach it, but I think we just lived it right. So being the the you know when you went on vacation and and your parents are you know on the well, they weren't on the phone because we didn't have cell phones, but they were, you know, stressing about that stuff or going to a landline and actually like calling into work to check in and things like that. Um, you know, you start to kind of figure it out. Uh, we'd go and visit you know, their their business and 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 get to kind of experience um, what that was like, and I, I liked it. I mean, I thought it was pretty cool. It was fun to watch my mom in action. You know, she had a she had a, a retail store, so watching her just you know selling and and you know, interacting with people was, was always exciting. Uh, so I, I kind of got into the whole idea of business being a New Yorker. Um, I, it, that's kind of the world, everybody, you know, and everybody who you're around is involved in business in some way, shape or form. Um, and so it kind of becomes part of your DNA. Uh, as my story goes, went to college, uh, in college, I, I tried a few things, got involved in student government, started, you know, got involved in a car rental business in, at the student government. So started to kind of experience running a business myself. Um, uh, after, after school, I, I, um, uh, became a trader, a stock trader, uh, decided, uh, I had done a bunch of internships in, in high school. Uh, you know, I worked at a toy factory. I, I did all sorts of stuff, just trying to kind of learn the world, I guess. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, I, I, I was a trader in Boston. It wasn't really for me. I ended up moving back to New York, got into the entertainment business, which brought me out to LA, um, was involved in the business in LA and realized again, that business wasn't for me. Uh, rewind a little bit in college. I'd started building websites for fun. That was the beginning of the visual internet uh, in 94. And, um, so I started to build, I built a website called Splee. It was like this, uh, a GU web, I think was the other name for it. It was like the, the biggest site on the internet for, uh, colleges. So, you know, you could find any university on the planet. And then I was like, Hey, let's take this and make it into like a portal. Cause Yahoo was hot at the time and Yahoo had built this portal. And I'm like, all right, let's build a portal for college kids. And it didn't really work too well, but, um, Anyway, so I, I had an experience way back then in, in building websites. Fast forward, I'm in LA, bouncing around. I end up uh, a teacher. Uh, I end up getting a real estate license, hating that, the teaching thing. I, I wasn't a huge fan of. Uh, but while I was teaching, my brother suggested, hey, why don't you go out and buy some property? Um, he had just bought a bunch of uh, buildings um, and uh, knew that I had some cash sitting around and, and decided, hey, 
you know, why not? Seems like a, a good place to to park some cash. Um, I'm a smart guy. Let me let me give this a go. So I uh, I bought some property and so this is rather, about, this is early 2000s probably. Uh man, this uh, four maybe or three, oh, four, okay, okay. give or take ish ish. Um, bought some property and pretty quickly found that I probably should have done more homework before I bought those properties. You know, I just figured, hey, I'm a college graduate. You know, I can do the math. That wasn't hard. Um, but I didn't think about the people side of it. I didn't think of the 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 parts that you probably need to actually educate yourself about. about. And and so, you know, I found myself in, in situations where, you know, I had, I had property managers who I hadn't really vetted appropriately because I didn't know how to. Um, we were bringing in tenants that weren't great. We were doing work on the buildings that maybe we should have done differently. And little by little, you know, it all started to catch up with me and I started to find myself in trouble and realize, wow, well, you know, I need help. Um, what do I do? So I looked at the landscape and said, oh, okay, well, what's, what's out there? Um, and, and, you know, there, there were a couple websites, uh, that, uh, uh, existed to help real estate investors, but they, they were all those and anything else that I found online or off were kind of tied into that get rich quick crowd, the, right. the, the late night TV, the gurus, these guys who, you know, Hey, you get a free course, but your free course is really an upsell for like, you know, a $900, you know, weekend boot camp, which is an upsell for a $5,000 weekend boot camp, which right. is an upsell for $25,000, $75,000 private training with so-and-so. And, you know, I see it and I'm like, come on, this is, this is ridiculous. Thank God, you know, I come, I come from New York. I'm very <laughs> proud of these things. And, you know, we, we learn how to smell the bowl. Yeah. And, uh, and I was like, you know, I can't. I'm not going to get myself caught up in any of this drama. I can't find anybody or any platform or anything that's really independent from that. And so I said, you know what? All right. I've got a background in building websites. Let me just do this. Let me take this uh, space and create a community um, and, and put together a bunch of resources that are going to help me. Um, in the beginning, it was you know fairly self-centered, I guess, um, but very quickly realized that, okay, as people started to come and actually help me out, it's like, oh, this is actually a really good idea for something to help other people out. And that's that's when I, you know I decided, oh, I'm not going to shut this down. I'm going to keep going and I'm going to build it up and and help folks. And obviously, over the years, I mean, that was 11 plus years ago. Over the years, uh, Bigger Pockets has you know transformed to become uh, this unbelievable site that's that's you know helped you know tens of millions of people now that's crazy yeah what are you guys up to now you guys have so many like I'm, I'm i'm a member and i get all your emails and things and it's great and it's just amazing just how much how much good information there is and in so many different formats so it, it's it's impressive to to see it as it is now but it, it's it's fun to try to picture it as it was back when you started which was 2005 is that right i think it was august 04 august 04 okay so um so it how, how did it start? Was it just a blog at first or was it just a forum or how, how, how did it, what was the first incarnation of it? I don't know if blogs, exi- eh, blogs borderline existed then. Um, I, I, I'm pretty sure like that was like when Will Wheaton was like, I'm going to create the first blog. I think it was Will Wheaton. I'll give him credit even if he wasn't the guy. Um, cause he was like the cool blogger back in the day. Right. Um, but it, it started as I just, 
built a web, started building web pages with like resources that uh, were helpful to me. So I was looking for, um, hey, how do I find deals? Maybe so I started put together uh, foreclosure list, you know, banks that offered foreclosures, and then I create another page on this topic, another page on that topic, and then I, you know, went out and found a uh, some software to let me build a community, a forum. I'd never run a forum. I'd spent a little bit of time in forums, but not a ton. And uh, I said, all right, let me figure this out. And and so, you know, it was a training ground. It was, let's learn how to do this. How do I learn how to run a forum? How do I learn how to build these things? You know, what's it like? And so, you know, everything over the years has been just experimentation. Let's try it. Let's, you know, study other people who are doing things well and other, you know, verticals and, and figure out how I could do the same or do better. And, and uh, so it started as the forum and just a bunch of resources. I believe a year or two later, uh, ended up launching the blog. Um, didn't know what the hell I was doing, nor did anyone else. Um, and, you know, I mean, some of the crap that we put out, I put out back then was just atrocious, really terrible. But I had no idea. You right. know, there was no there was no Google then. There was, uh, you know, there was no, um, you know, there weren't communities. There were some communities, Web Pro World, Webmaster World that existed for building websites, but I, I think everybody was trying to figure it out. And, and, and so little by little, we just played, experimented, you know, launch a, launch a blog. Cool. Um, I, my space was hot and I was like, Oh, this is cool. Yeah. I should build a social network. That's a great idea. So I, I went and paid a bunch of, uh, paid a outsource firm, uh, to help me do that. And they had a team in India, um, seemed like a good idea. And, uh, you know, many, many months later and lots and lots of money later, I got back a whole chunk of code that I, I had to throw in the trash, oh, uh, completely useless. Um, everything I had, uh, made in that, I think it was like a three year period or something was gone. Um, and you know, I had to decide that was one of the earliest, Hey, do I, do I, uh, you know, get off the pot? And, and so, uh, decided not to and said, how do I go forward continuing to build this platform out? And, and, uh, you know, just kind of stuck it out and, you know, there were a lot of, a lot of lows and a lot of, you know, not so highs and, <laughs> and struggles. I mean, struggles, struggles, but you really, it, it, it was the path and to make a very long story short was cool. Great idea. Hobby site. Josh starts playing and building this, this site that's going to help him with his business realizes that it may be a, you know, maybe valuable to other people. So gets, you know, takes it a little more seriously, but still kind of a hobby site decides to hire uh, a developer uh, after this whole, you know, thing fell apart with the social network to help me start to build it little by little. Um, and um, so now I've got this lifestyle business. It's starting to make me a little bit of money, um, but I'm doing everything developer is doing the code and I'm doing the marketing, the PR you know, the content, the community management, you name it, I was doing it. Um, and by the, by the way, I didn't know what I was doing. I was <laughs> just figuring it out, right? Right. Uh, and then, you know, eight years later, uh, I was burnt out. I, I was, uh, seven, eight years later, I had, you know, I was working 80 to 100 hours a week, every wow. single week. Um, I, you know, couldn't escape my keyboard, uh, you know, I... I Whenever I traveled, whenever I did whatever I did, you know, I couldn't go five minutes. I was like, it was like crack. I mean, I, I've never been addicted to crack, but I kind of <laughs> imagine it might be the same thing. And, uh, 
you know, I, it was one of those turning points. I said to my wife, I think I'm done. I can't do this anymore. This just isn't working. And, so, and, so were you working another job alongside of this at this point or did you go full time with bigger pockets at that? So I went full time. Yeah. Good question. I, I, uh, I was doing the teaching thing. I did that for four years and about two years into the teaching thing was when I launched bigger pockets. So the first two years I was doing it, uh, nights and weekends. Sure. And, um, you know, then I quit my job and, uh, it was, my wife had a, a good job. She was doing well. And, and so she was mostly supporting us. I was making a little bit of money with it. It was, you know, we lived frugally cheaply for the most part. And, and so we were able to kind of make it, but, um, eventually said, Oh, you know what? Let's give this a go. Let's try it. Uh, it kind of coincided when we got married and moved out to Denver from LA. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, had this moment and said, what do we do? And, and I decided I was going to hire somebody to help me solve that question. And so hired a consultant and we really worked through the business and ripped it apart and, you know, spit out, you know, a much slimmer version of what we had created. And, you know, still we're at a point where, you know, you can't just continue to run this business yourself, you know, go get a loan from the bank or, you know, it looks like if you take a crap salary, you can pay somebody else. And, and so that's what I did. And, and I hired, uh, that was Brandon, uh, hired Brandon. So now I had three people, uh, on the team and that was really the beginning of the transformation from lifestyle business to a proper company. Um, and you know, you know, fast forward now three and a quarter years and, uh, we're a couple of days from hiring our 21st, uh, uh, person at the company. Wow, and, congratulations. uh, yeah, it's going, you know, it's going like gangbusters. It was a lot, there was a lot of fake it till you make it, uh, you know, in those early years, people were like, oh, wow, you know, how big's the team? And I'm like, <laughs> you know, I, I would always speak in we's, but <laughs> right. the we was me and myself because I was doing the job of 17 people. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a journey for That's sure. A, it's a, it's very inspiring because you look at bigger pockets now and it looks like this amazing thing that some grand mastermind at the top had this amazing vision to create this incredible thing. <laughs> yeah. Josh is uh, doing evil fingers <laughs> like a mastermind <laughs> on video. Um, and, uh, but it's great that it's just, you know, you know, somebody starting out who's just scratching their own itch. I think I've heard you say before in the past, um, which is, a great way to start a business when you're when you want something and it's not there uh find it that's that's exactly why i created mad scientist is i wanted some more like deep math posts and optimizations and i didn't find it so i figured i'd do it myself um but then yeah just to experiment and keep going um <laughs> and learning mistakes learning from your mistakes and building on your successes that's great um a couple questions that came up when you're chatting about uh how you got to where you are today um was there a big jump in productivity when you left your full-time job or was having all that extra free time uh you know actually what parkinson's law you know the the time you give something you know that's how much it takes to actually fill um so do do you think that made a big difference in the growth or was it uh the time that you started hiring out that really made the big difference i was the hiring out that you know what, what i i've learned an incredible amount in, in the, uh, many years of this journey. Um, the, the biggest thing that I took away from the consultant, uh, was you're, you are so stuck in the business and you're not working on the business. And, and, you know, it's trite for people who get it, but 
a lot of people don't actually get it. In fact, I was watching like a Shark Tank uh, recap last night and I saw these guys who have built this business doing, you know, 10 million in, in sales and it's the two of them and they're slaving away 20 hour days. And, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> you know, I want to shake them and say, you know, hey, your mentor needs to be telling you to stop this. Right. You know, this is crazy. You know, I experienced it. I wish somebody shook me and, 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 and told me, you know, there's another way, there's a better way. But I was, so, you know, I use that time to, uh, you know, uh, to just kind of dick around in the, on the site there. I mean, I, I was just, you know, it was good. You know, I, I'm not going to take away the value of that time because I think had I not spent that time, bigger pockets, the, the enthusiasm, the core, uh, the strength of the community itself, uh, would not be where it is today. And so that time was definitely time well spent. And so it's, it's tough because had I gone immediately and started to try to hire and build a business around this platform, a proper business, um, I don't really know if it would have succeeded. I think I probably had to go through that phase in order to get to the point where I can hire people. And I think I probably had to do it maybe in not seven, eight years. Maybe I, it was five, but I had to cross certain thresholds in order to, to make that change. Uh, had I not, I think I would have been yet another one of the uh, communities that launched and died because over the years I've seen dozens and dozens of dozens in, in our vertical alone. Right. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's crazy. So, so yeah, so now you start hiring some people and things really start taking off. So did you pretty much rewrite the whole site from scratch at that point with the new developer or did you keep on some stuff and just slowly start weeding things out? I mean, we had been building stuff from scratch from, you know, I probably stupidly. So I, you know, a lot of people ask me about, you know, if I wrote a book, you know, about myself, what, what the title would be. It's one of the interview questions that we ask and mine always has something to do with, you know, boy, you're stupid. Um, <laughs> because like, you know, we like, we wrote code that we didn't need to write. We did things that we didn't need to do. We built stuff um, that we probably could have, you know, used open source soft software or, or done other pathways, but we built it, you know, we, we built bigger pockets from zero. So, um, yeah, you know, I used open source forums at first and then we wrote our own forums afterwards. We, uh, you know, we wrote our own blog platform. We wrote our own, you know, uh, you name it. We've we've written it. So um, yeah, I was I surprised that by that actually when, when we first met uh, in FinCon a couple years ago. Um, I, for, I forget how we started talking about. It. We started talking about Ruby on Rails because that's what I program in. And you're like, yeah, that's bigger pockets is all Ruby on Rails. And I was like, whoa, no way! You just you created everything from scratch. That's amazing. Um, so that's uh, or stupid <laughs> or stupid or stupid. Yeah. But, uh, it, it looks like it's paying off now because, uh, you definitely get a lot of interesting functionality that would be hard to get with just WordPress alone. I think so. Exactly. Um, specifically the, uh, the email notifications, that's been great. Like I'm not a real estate investor, but I want to keep my, you know, eyes open in Pittsburgh because that's my hometown. And, you know, maybe we'll go back there one day and it seems to be like a good, place for buy and hold investing and things like that. So I just get all these emails from bigger pockets. So anytime Pittsburgh is mentioned in any of the forums or anything, I get an email, which is, which is awesome. It's just, uh, yeah, really cool. So that was a, a good feature to implement. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's, you know, totally custom, but by, by the way, I, I don't know that they'd be, uh, kind to you in Pittsburgh if you were rocking the kilt. So, you know, just watch yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. Oh, the kilt's so good, man. Have you ever wore one? 
I I have not, but I could imagine some freedom down there. Oh, you don't even realize how, how free it is. <laughs> so, um, and you have to be a true Scotsman, which means yeah, no no boxers or underwear or anything. It's yeah, you got to nice. be. Yeah, which I got yelled at at my wedding because my wife was like, "This is your wedding. This is not this is not appropriate." And you know, I was getting I was getting tossed in the air by all my groomsmen and things. It was it was it was not a good situation. That um, is awesome. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't see the video. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyway, we're getting back to getting back on topic. So if if people in my audience aren't too familiar with bigger pockets can you just like talk a little bit about what you offer right now because you guys are doing tons of stuff you got the podcast the blog you know you got you're you're your own publishing house now pretty much aren't you yes yeah uh, so you know i'll really really quick, quickly bring you through the the you know, offering of what we are so you know started with the forum and those resources still exist today um so the community the forum really is the heart of bigger pockets uh, we we do, you know, two three thousand new posts a day. Um, it's it's insane. I mean, the uh, engagement that's that's happening and the enthusiasm is just continues to grow. And uh, it's you know we we've got almost five hundred thousand members, and and it's just people coming in and and uh, you know looking for that financial freedom. It's folks who for anybody from somebody who's like, Hey, you know, I, I just, I heard about real estate. It'd be a great way to make some money to somebody who's like, yeah, who found out about it as, you know, real estate might be a path to financial freedom to the guy who he's been in the game for 15 years, has a couple thousand units and, um, uses our platform to network and, and find partners and find opportunities. I mean, you know, Brandon Turner is a, is a perfect example of like a bigger pocket success story. The guy, when he started working for me, didn't need a job uh, because he had built up uh, wealth uh, using real estate on his own. And, um, you know, now he works for us because he loves it and uh, is, is a huge part of, of our world. But, you know, we've got, you know, I, I don't even know how many bigger pockets of millionaires, people who've literally just started with nothing, found bigger pockets, use bigger pockets as a means to learn, to find partners to find opportunities and have built up their wealth, uh, to, to be a pretty sexy number. Um, so, uh, there's that community, there's a social network. Uh, we, we've got a, uh, a multi-author blog, we call it a web magazine, right? It's, it's, uh, we've got 20, 30, 40, depends on the week folks, uh, contributing, uh, content in the vertical in, in real estate investing, um, and, and the idea is really, we want to put out the best information. We want to teach people, uh, from, uh, we, we, we want to democratize the real estate information space. So, you know, take people who are getting their hands dirty and have them help, uh, share what they know, what they're experiencing with, with everybody else. So there's the blog. I mean, we've got a file platform where people can file share, you know, forms and things like that. We've, we've got uh, a free course that we, put together a video course. We wrote an uh, ultimate beginner's guide, which is a, a f it's the, the video course is based upon it, but it's a free, you know, free book basically. Um, uh, we, the, the whole premise is we want to give, we want to open up the information space. You know, I don't think somebody should have to pay $50,000 from some salesman, from some guru uh, to learn real estate investing. I think people should be able to get any, uh, any bit of information they ever want to learn uh, for free from bigger pockets. Um, 
And we're never going to charge for that. Now, we do make money, so we have to make money. Otherwise, right. we'd collapse. So um, we build tools. Um, and, and, you know, uh, the site's got a, a marketplace. So if you've got, you know, uh, deals that you want to promote, uh, you can pitch those in the marketplace. You have to be a paid member to do that. Uh, we built, you know, things like a calculator suite. Uh, whether you're looking to flip a house or, or buy and hold a house or do something called wholesaling, you could run the numbers uh, through any of our calculators, um, put together these really amazing reports, and then take it to your lender and say, hey, here's a deal that I found that looks great. Um, here's a professional report on the numbers. You know, we're, we're looking for a loan. Um, it's also great for partners. So, you know, in order to, to be able to do some of the things with the calculator, uh, you need to have a, a paid membership. But uh, information, knowledge, learning is totally free on Bigger Pockets tools. Uh, some are free, some we charge for. Um, that's kind of the model there. Outside of that, I know I'm I'm talking away here. Uh, no, we've got great. the we got the podcast. Um, you know, I think we just put out show 170 today, I believe it was. So we put out a show a week, um, and the podcast is uh, all about interviewing folks who, uh, whether they're just getting started, a guy who just bought his first rental property, who can walk our listeners through what that experience was like um, uh, all the way to folks, like I said, who we just have had a guy this week. He, he had uh, done like 25 flips and owns, I think, 1,400 uh, units uh, over the, the, the course of something like seven years. Um, and how did he do that? So, you know, we break it down and, and we'll do shows from newbie shows to, you know, much more advanced shows. But we want to be the the, sh- the the podcast that that's out there, just trying to teach people how to again how to build wealth, uh, how to build a real estate portfolio, how to use real estate as a means uh, for passive income uh, to get them to retirement, things like that. And you know, at the end of the day, um, our philosophy is there's no one path, there's no one correct way to do things uh, in real estate. Uh, so let's create this business, this platform that helps people find their way and figure out what's best for them. Because what's best for you, Brandon, is not going to be the same thing that's best for me. That's not going to be the, you know, what's even somebody financially in the exact same position as you, um, who, you know, maybe somebody's 65, maybe somebody's 20, they're, they're going to have different uh, ways of going about things. And, and so, you know, we use the community to help people learn what that is and, and find their way. Yeah, it's an amazing community you've built as well. It's a, how, how long do you think it took to really get to a self-sustaining community? Because it's just amazing what it is today, and it's hard to imagine what it was early on. But uh, how long did it take? That's a tough question. I think there were lots of in, in inflection points, uh, tipping points along the way. Um, you know, I think it was like year three or four where... I didn't have to necessarily post every day in order for new threads to be posted. Right. You know, uh, I, by year six, you know, I had a, you know, five, we had great moderators who were you know, helping to encourage more activity and, and initiate. So I think there were a lot of points. I, I couldn't point to one, uh, one point now. I, w- I, w- I wish I took notes along the way. <laughs> I really- that's, that's good to know. Like three or four years, there's, there's a lot of work for you on your part to get something going. So it's, uh, that's, uh, I think that answers the question well enough. It's, you know, that's, that's a lot of hard work and sweat and tears probably to get, get to that stage. Um, oh yeah. Um, which is really impressive. So, so yeah, it sounds like, you know, 
figure out something that you want to know or want to be in the world, work really hard for a while, try stuff, fail, learn from it, keep going. And as long as you're patient and have faith and still enjoy what you're doing, it sounds like you can get to this stage. Is there anything that you would have changed along the way um, or would have done better? Or do you think all of everything played a part into the success of bigger pockets? I, I think so. one of your points, uh, have faith and work hard. You know, I, I had folks who told me along the way, many, many people, friends and non-friends, friends and foes. And, and uh, you know, even folks who were, uh, you know, I sat down with some pretty knowledgeable VCs and, and, you know, a lot of people were like, what are you doing? This, like, this is not going to go anywhere. Why are you continuing at this? You know, you're doing okay, but it's never going to be anything uh, like it is actually today. Right. And, and, and I think there was somewhat of a, I had a belief. I knew that bigger pockets was transforming lives. I knew that it could continue to do that. Um, but, it wasn't a great business for a lot of years, you know, uh, and I'll even say today, it's not a great business because we don't put, we don't necessarily put business first. We put user first. So, you know, we, if we wanted to just monetize the crap out of our users, we we could do that. You know, there's no doubt about it. And I, I'm pretty sure people, we wouldn't lose too much, but you know, for us, we want to, we want to, put our users first and foremost. We want to help them. We want to educate them. We, we want to, you know, make it affordable. We want to make it so people don't have to, like I said, I started this business the website because I, I, I was sickened by the tactics that were being used by people um, to quote unquote, uh, educate people in the real estate investing world. And, and um, you know, I, we have countless people today still who come on our site who are like, yeah, I just, you know, spent $50,000 on XYZ and, and, you know, I've got nothing to show for it. And, and so, you know, I, I, hopefully I can get going, but I'm frustrated. You know, granted, I'm not saying that doesn't work for everybody because certainly it does work for some people. But I think the vast majority of people, even who come to our platform, who try and say, yeah, I'm going to be a real estate investor, they quit. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so we're not a guarantee of success either by any means. But I, I think if you are methodical, like you had said before, and tactical and you stick it out and you, you're, you're intelligent about how you go about doing it, um, your odds of success are, are much higher. Right. And, and so I, you know, I probably could have quit along the way. Um, maybe I should have quit along the way, but I I'm, I'm sure glad I didn't. And I know there's millions of people who probably would say the same thing. Oh, absolutely. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's really inspiring and yeah, it's an incredible community and I'll obviously link to all the things, all the great things that you talked about in the show notes and also link to a couple of the, the books that you guys are putting out, which is another Avenue that you're, Oh yeah. We didn't even talk about that, <laughs> which is yep. awesome. Yeah. The, uh, the book on tax strategies for the savvy real estate investor. That that's the one that uh, appealed to me because I know there's a lot of really cool tax avoidance stuff you can do with real estate. So absolutely. Um, so yeah, so I'll link to all that in the show notes as well. But um, I usually ask all my guests, uh, you know, what's one piece of advice that you would have for somebody who wants to pursue financial independence or early retirement? And you know, it could be entrepreneurial, it could be real estate related, or it could be just a personal piece sure. of advice. Um, from a self-interested perspective, 
I do believe, I, I, I absolutely believe that real estate is an incredible path to building wealth, to building financial independence. Uh, if you have not yet explored it, and the, we, we look at uh, money through a funnel and we see real estate typically fairly close to the end of the funnel. You know, as a kid, you learn about banking, then you learn about stocks and bonds and yada, 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 mutual funds. And, you know, most people never get to the point where they actually learn about real estate. And so, you know, I strongly encourage everybody listening to consider real estate. I think it's an incredible uh, way to build wealth. Uh, that the uh, ultimate beginner's guide that we wrote, um, uh, which you'll link to it's biggerpockets.com slash UBG, um, is again, it's a free book that'll literally just tell you, um, uh, you don't even have to give us an email. You just go to that website and it's, you can read the book. It's eight chapters. Um, it's, uh, it'll walk you through how real estate works. You'll at least know the basics of it. Um, I encourage everybody to learn that and see if it's something that you're potentially interested in. I, there's other ways to do it. You know, there's communities like Pat Flynn's where you know you can build business on uh, web businesses and things like that. There, there's lots of ways to go and build financial independence. Real estate is is a pretty good one. Um, so I just encourage everyone to check it out. Otherwise, you know, find what you love. If you hate it, try something else. You know, don't uh, don't stick with things that suck uh, because you know you'll be miserable and you know. Financial independence talks about independence, and if you're just getting financially independent, but you're personally in a in a you know miserable, and wh- why the hell are you doing it? So, exactly. you know, build a life that you love, build a life that makes sense for you and your family, and and whatever path that you take to get there, um, just keep that front and center. I think people lose the happiness part of of life, and they forget about why we're we're here and what we're trying to do, and and, and that's to just kind of live cool lives and doing crappy jobs that you hate or, you know, doing financial activities that make you financially independent, but which you're miserable in, it's not the way to do it. Absolutely. That's yeah, fantastic advice. Josh, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. And, uh, All right, Brandon. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Take care. You got it. Bye. Finance.